After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Ah, shoot, that's good. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. I had a somewhat disturbing thought the other day. Ooh, what? This is not a good place to start the show. No. Nope. But you know our... Uh, Fancy new slogan, hot takes on commercial breaks. Actually, not so new not anymore. Not so new. What, I think it's a least, over a year at now. At least a year old, sure. But, you know, I'm worried that, like, the term hot take has been trampled by our culture. It's been so overused. No way. I'll die on the hill that really? hot takes is a funny concept. We're going to keep saying hot takes. I well love our slogan. Okay. All right. Don't, sacri- don't preemptively sacrifice us to the, uh, you know... The language police. I just sort of felt like when we first had that slogan, I didn't hear it as much, and now everybody's saying hot take in this way that oh, I no, cringe I, when I hear people say I hot take. I felt like when we adopted it, it was already like <laughs> you were it, already there. it was already a cliche yeah. and a and an overused phrase. That's what I love about it, is that it's it is already tired? It's already tired. It was born tired. <laughs> I was born tired. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We have another fun one today. Now, we already established last week that last week's show was the best after these messages episode of all time, right? We yeah. established that before we even started recording. Before we started recording, I believe, yeah. right. But today's going to be a very, very, very close second. There are a couple of basketball men who have been popping up in commercials. And you've been telling me about it. I've been, you know, sort of paying attention. Sure. But we don't really know who these basketball men are. No. So what we're doing is we're going to call a um, friend of the show, a correspondent, a b-ball correspondent. And they, former host. They call it b-ball. Uh, for, uh, former fill-in host. Yeah. Yes, yes. We're the original hosts of this hot Is that take right? show. Yeah, that yeah. we are the original yeah. host. <laughs> so um, let's see, audience, can you guess who we're going to be calling up in a second to help us with basketball? Hmm? Maybe somebody who can name every basketball <laughs> shoe ever made since 1983 or probably 81. Um, anyway, we'll get him in the line in a second. Um, and, of course, we'll check in with the ad oh, council. I'm so excited you guys, for the got ad some good stuff. Yes, well, we have one stuff, and it's great. <laughs> Um, and it is uh, it is a follow up to last week's uh, Michelob Mad Libs or Michelobs. Oh, that's right. Because the there's a slogan. Can you remember the original slogan? Um, if sweat For- is your body's way of doing something, then condensation is your beer's way of saying drink me. Saying drink me. <laughs> I mean, it was so terrible that like I can't even. There's no logic to it, so it's, it's so bad. Really hard to call it to mind. Okay, but anyway, we've got, we'll, we, we've, we'll replay we have the some commercial. Really big improvements on that slogan. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Well, let's get started and talk some basketball. Bill Russell didn't take no jump, and Dow Dawkins got a monster dump. Ooh, 
But what is this song about? <laughs> I'm proud to tell you that I know one of those basketball men's names. <laughs> Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I know. Well, there's so many of the life. <laughs> you just heard him chortling in the background who can tell us who some of those other basketball men are. Uh, Nick Jarin, longtime friend of the show and podcaster in his own right, joining us to bail us out once again. Hey, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, Very so- excited to be here. And Bill Russell, the GOAT, by the way. Yeah. 11 championships in 13 years. I didn't even know they let animals play basketball. <laughs> There's so much I have to learn about this. It's good to hear your voice, man. We have not talked, I think, since you've um, moved down to Texas. Is it okay to say that, that you are no longer a Seattle resident and that you've moved down south? <laughs> How much personal information am I allowed to give out? I, I think we should stop before you get to Social Security number, but letting people know <laughs> yeah. that I live in Dallas now is perfectly fine. Yeah, okay. I'm in, uh, the, the Lone Star State drinking Lone Star beer. All right, well, two quick follow-up questions. How do you like living in Texas? And number two, what is your mother's maiden name? <laughs> <laughs> Texas is great. I mean, I've the pandemic hit like three months after we got here, so I've mostly spent my Texas experience in my own apartment, but uh, otherwise it's been great. I don't know. Yeah, it's a heck of a time to make that move, that's for sure. But we miss you up here. Um, glad that you are available to help us out here, though. And Vives, can you explain the background of this entire segment? <laughs> Why, sure. Um, yeah, so it's obviously it's March. It's March Madness. That means there's going to be... I don't think we're allowed to say that. Have you been noticing that people oh, do the Super Bowl thing? It's the same thing, yeah. Did I already say this on the show? There was one commercial on, uh, uh, on a podcast I listened to, and they were saying... The madness that is college basketball oh, yeah. in March. No, the, the, ret- the rhetorical <laughs> acrobatics. Swear to God, Nick. That people have oh. to do to get away from these, um, you know, these TM uh, <laughs> trademarked phrases and names and stuff is hilarious. We are, um, we are both uh, not a we are a not for profit uh, outfit here no, in the true. sense that yeah. we do not make any profit. Uh, and also, sue me for what? Yeah, right. And also, we're not... Although, with every passing year, that sue me for what becomes the answer is like, oh, all of your assets. <laughs> right, you your actually, retirement. Your account. retirement assets. <laughs> right, right, um, but right. I mean, come at me, you know, NCAA. But speaking Does of... Does mean is... I don't have to say pandemonium on the parquet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you do, actually. Uh, new rule. We don't. Did you just make that up, or is that actually something that is thrown around? I think I just made that up. Oh, I don't know. It might be so... living in my brain somewhere. Oh, that is so good. I think that might be the show title That today. is really to good, say. yeah. <laughs> uh, but this uh, this particular segment is not about NCAA basketball, right? It's not, but I think, mm-hmm. bec- well, some of these do revolve around the madness that is the third <laughs> month in the calendar, in the Gregorian calendar. Sure, yes. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Mentally unfit sports exactly. time. <laughs> Mentally unfit sports time. Another possible show title. Um, so, so, but so, yeah, they're not. We're not talking about. I don't even think you could have um, bass college players um, making any money in commercials because of all the crazy rules right. about what they can make money from. Um, but you do have ads that just sort of are about basketball and about the brackets and about everything, you know, about about that. And so um, we have two players that are showing up in a in a campaign for two uh, two different products. One is Corona beer. The other is Wendy's. Uh, the Corona ads are, um, you know, Nick, you've seen the ones with Tony Romo where he's sitting at a uh, at a desk on a beach answering the Corona hotline. Yes, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, so he's, I think that's, I don't think he's the first person to sit at that desk, but he's 
been occupying that desk he's for the not, last couple of years. Because it was, um, oh, Nick, I'm going to need your help here. I know you're the not guy with, huge. The guy who always wore the um, the visor. Yeah, he went on to take the a guy, The guy who wears the visor. That's really <laughs> John the, Gruden. John Gruden. Because he, he went back into coaching, right? Isn't he coaching the Raiders <laughs> or something now? Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah. Right. Wow. So he had to give up the desk job. That still sounds so Literally weird. had to give up the desk job right. so that he could uh, <laughs> coach again. Right. Thanks for the save on the Gruden. You didn't even know you were going to be talking football. I mean, I'm. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I was right about the visor, though. Yes, definitely. Are we keeping score? You got one point for the visor. For one sure. point for Bill for knowing that Bill Russell is a basketball oh, man. You're winning. You're winning. So anyway, um, so there's the Tony Romo uh, campaign where yeah. he's sitting at the desk and answering football questions. Uh, but really, the answer is always drink a Corona. Mm-hmm. Now they have a sort of an extended version of that where he does a little handoff to Kenny Smith. And then Kenny Smith has a couple where it's just him on the desk talking to fans about their bracket. Okay, the only one of these I think I've seen, you have Tony Romo sitting at one desk, and at some point during the, during the commercial, they pan over and we see Kenny Smith sitting and at another I, desk. I think this is an amazingly good ad. Like, Tony Romo is a good pitch man. Yeah. And the he's t- wasted on Skechers or whatever that stuff Oh, he's is. super wasted on Skechers. Yeah. Um, Corona knows what to do with them. And this one with Kenny Smith is super funny. And I want to talk to you about it, Nick, but let's go ahead and play the ad. Uh, I think just to set this up. Well, do you mind if I kind of the oh. reason that we had Nick on the <laughs> show is because I because I, I don't know who Kenny Smith is. Okay. So can we just kind of start there? Who is who is this mysterious Kenny Smith, <laughs> Nick, and why has nobody heard of him? <laughs> well, uh, Kenny Smith uh, won a couple championships in the NBA in the '90s with the uh, Hakeem Olajuwon Houston Rockets. They won those two championships in the two years when Michael Jordan was conspiracy conspicuously retired right and then uh, mj came back and continued to rule the league but in those two years kenny smith and hakeem got in there won their championships since then he's kind of better known as the the studio straight man on the inside the nba with uh, ernie johnson and charles barkley and now shaquille o'neal as well um my exposure to him is mostly as a, a talking head on inside the nba where he's he's kind of the He's the counterpoint to Charles Barkley, usually, who will just throw out a wild take, and then Kenny's kind of the one who examines it with him, or is the one who will talk X's and O's while Chuck and Shaq just kind of say, like, the stars need to show up. (laughs) (laughs) They're not wrong. I mean, that's what I find interesting about this, is that, you know, Charles Barkley, um, uh, Shaq, for sure, these are famously huge personalities in basketball and they have they've done their huge obviously their own uh, share of advertising and showing up in other types of media and really leading with their personalities it's interesting to think that Kenny Smith has been in 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 contrast to them kind of a straight man but here he's like I feel like maybe this is his year where he's like his agent was like okay Kenny we got to get you out there as like a comedic presence because the because he's he's really leading like he's very funny in these two campaigns where he's featured. And by the way, he's got better ads than Shaq right now. Shaq is doing like the general. Oh, right. Icy hot. Although the general, Shaq <laughs> on the general, general's taken a new tack recently. They're doing a really interesting meta campaign where they make fun of their old commercials and everyone has to go apologize to Shaq for not believing him when he said that the general was, <laughs> was good insurance. And it's actually amazing. I love it. Have you seen these, Nick? They're actually produced. All right, I take it back. <laughs> I haven't seen those ones. They're actually shot like on locations. You know how like the general commercials always have this like <laughs> just incredibly cheap one dimensionality or two dimensionality to them. Like these are actually like well shot commercials where 
everybody's apologizing for not believing Shaq. Um, all right, so here we are, um, Tony Romo on the beach, uh, answering phone calls from people who are having some sort of beer or sports-related emergencies. Yeah, but he's going to he's gonna get this call, and he's he loves his job of taking questions, but he's a little miffed that he has to immediately put everybody through to the basketball department, okay. which is just a desk 10 feet away. Okay, let's take a listen. Corona Hotline. Bracket. Here's the basketball department. Kenny Smith here. Can't tell you about that matchup, but as long as a Corona and a line matchup, it's all good. Now we go back. Ooh, he's to ready for lunch. Tony it's kind of busy over here. Come on, let's go to lunch. The phones are ringing off the hook. Whose isn't? Come on, Romo. <laughs> Some of us have to work. <laughs> I just want to say, Tony Romo, when he says "Whose isn't," he kind of like looks wistfully down at his phone and sort of. Sort of touches it, yeah, and he sort brushes of taps it, but, it. <laughs> but it's not ringing. While Kenny Smith's is ringing off the hook. Some of us have to work. Ew, Look at me, I work. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of talked over it, but him just being a pouty and insolent there saying, Ugh, I wear a sport coat. Not it, not a bad comic turn. It is a good comic turn, although, Nick, to your point, Kenny Smith does, he's, it's a funny commercial, but I actually think it is Tony Romo who gets the good jokes in. Absolutely. And it's kind of a funny way to get Tony Romo into an ad that it's not even football season by yes. pointing out that it's not football season. Do you want to set up this uh, next one of these? Yeah. So I wonder if that Corona one, I don't know the order that these were released in, and I certainly didn't have, take the time to find out. But I I think I saw the Tony Romo one first, um, you know, just in the mm-hmm. wild. And now it feels like the handoff has been made and we're just seeing... Um, there's only, we only see Kenny Smith at the desk. That's what I was going to say before. I do like this idea, and you see this in other campaigns as well, kind of the progressive campaign, the mm-hmm. way they had Flo, who's like, the, that's the main character, the main storyline, but then little by little, they start bringing more people into the universe, and sometimes it might be bringing a whole bunch of people in like they did with progressive, or just bringing one new character in. Yeah. Having a crossover, it's I think, a way is of a creating continuity. Yeah, yeah, I think it's smart. I mean, more and more uh, ad campaigns are are understanding their campaigns to exist in a an extended universe. Yeah. I mean, I tr- we did a show about that, and we did it sort of as a joke, but I actually think it's very real yeah. as a trend. So anyway, we have Kenny Smith. He's just sitting at the desk on the beach. Phone rings, um, and it's about a guy. It's from a guy worried about his bracket. Okay. Is, uh, the people calling in, do we usually see them? Like, I know I've seen some where they're like at a noisy bar or something. Yeah, that'll something. be the – there's one more that I found in this campaign uh, where you'll see a guy calling from the bar. Okay, but that's not this one. Okay, take a listen to this. Corona Hotline, Kenny Smith here. Okay, listen closely. Take your bracket, ball it up, throw it in the trash. Grab yourself a Corona and enjoy the rest of the games. Are you crying? There's no crying on the Corona Hotline. Call now to find your bracket beach. Nick, how does that play into his persona on TV? You mentioned that he's kind of a straight man. Are you seeing him flex a little bit more here, or is this just classic Kenny Smith? Yeah, you know, I thought the other one worked a lot better because he had someone to play off of. I think that when Kenny is the one delivering the joke, it feels kind of wooden. Yeah. And yeah. Like it, it, this one doesn't really work as well for me. I don't like it as much as the other one. Tony Romo is uh, is definitely a good comedic presence, and I agree. I don't think Kenny Smith is quite there yet. That's why I think it's interesting. I always find it interesting when these um, ce- when celebrities, uh, or particularly when sports uh, celebrities, break into the commercial space because they don't. It doesn't work equally well for everybody. Even if you are a goat, even if you are like a huge star in your as an athlete, 
there's a really different skill set yeah. at work in in selling something and being a funny on-screen presence. Yeah, definitely. And so this third one, is this another Kenny Smith solo? This is a, well, there's another, it's, there's a guy, we start open on a guy in a bar. Um, it's a sports bar. You can see he's like surrounded by TVs. They have Coronas. Uh, he and his friends have Coronas all around the table on them. And he's calling the Corona hotline. Corona hotline. Kenny Smith here. Kenny, all I do is watch basketball. Is there anything else I should be doing? Yeah. Go order another bucket of Corona. Great idea. Buckets on buckets. Buckets on buckets. Call now to find your bracket beach. I, I don't really get that joke. Is that is he trying to make it sound like that's something people say when they watch basketball, but they don't? Yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think that is the joke there. And again, like I love Kenny Smith, but he is part of an ensemble, like on the court, off the court. He's, he's a team player. Mm-hmm. He's not a star in his own right. And the ones without someone to play off of or like where someone else is trying to be the straight man just don't work as well. I agree. I think this is a this is a memo to Kenny Smith's agent. He is better as an ensemble mm-hmm. player. Yeah, even the, the kind of rando at the bar, who I know is not actually a rando at the bar. He's a paid actor, so I guess he should have better acting chops than <laughs> what he does. Um, but, uh, you know, he even has – he has more – Yes comedic chops in this and timing that than Kenny Smith does. Um, but Kenny Smith has been bopping around outside of these Corona commercials too, yes. right? Isn't that kind of how this whole idea came together? Well, that's right. I was looking at, I forget even what I was looking for. Oh, just that I had noticed the Corona ad. And then I have been noticing this Wendy's campaign with Reggie Miller. And I, um, I got to say, I want to I want to talk to you about who Reggie Miller is. I, one thing I can tell you he definitely is, is an amazing on-screen presence. Really? Because he's so good in these. Who is he? Um, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> oh, is that one a question for that me? That one's so, for you. Reggie Miller, <laughs> Reggie Miller is a man who, his game came along too early. He was a three-point specialist and just an absolute walking meme. Like... If you Google Reggie Miller choke sign, it's from this famous game in the 94 playoffs when the Indiana Pacers and Reggie Miller were going toe-to-toe with the New York Knicks and like Patrick Ewing's heyday, Spike Lee's on the sideline heckling Reggie Miller. It's a classic moment. He turns around and gives the choke sign as the Pacers are taking the lead against the Knicks, and they go on to win it. And he's had some signature moments throughout his career. He scored eight points in nine seconds one time, which is just baffling. And the type of thing that like was not common back then because no one was really taking threes as regularly as he was. And I think that if you were around today, he's the kind of guy who would just break the internet regularly with like, did you see the latest Reggie Miller antics? That's the type of stuff that he would do. You have he was like a famous trash talker. <laughs> he was he had beefs with like every franchise other than Indiana, which he spent his entire career at. You have explained so many things. You have answered so many of my questions about these commercials <laughs> from the choke sign oh, to the trash talking to the eight points in three seconds. Um, all of that comes up in this amazing Wendy's campaign. Um, so can can I just get clarity, though, on the choke sign thing, Nick? So when he does the choke sign, he's doing that at his opponents. And that that does not come back back to bite him in the ass. Right. How is no, history remember that moment? History is remembered that by if you Google Reggie Miller choke sign, you can get all kinds of merch that I'm sure he's not taking any money from uh, with him doing that on it. Like dad hats, sweatshirts, whatever you want, like people will embroider that image onto things like it's it's aged incredibly well people love that moment and, okay. and, and it, it's he, he was like he called his shot now. right it was like a, a, a yeah, babe exactly. ruth calling his shot yeah 
Awesome. All right, so should we play this first one then? Yeah, so I'll set this up for you. The premise here is that during um, Pandemonium on the Parquet, um, <laughs> um, and this is also, this is a very COVID moment, and it feels almost a little bit um, out of step because we're all kind of coming out of quarantine. But Wendy's, when they did this campaign, obviously was doing it in the context of their of people needing to bubble. Oh, okay. So the premise here is that for the month of March, um, Reggie Miller is bubbling at his favorite Wendy's, and he's li- He's moved into the Wendy's. He's surrounded himself with his possessions. He's got his like he's wearing pajamas. He's got his like childhood bed. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like a child's room. A child who loves basketball mm-hmm. has has set up their bedroom in a Wendy's. And he's unpacking all of his stuff and he's making the Wendy's employees lives sort of miserable because he's help, he's making them help him unpack and find his stuff. And I love his pajamas. He's wearing a red and white striped pajamas that make his long body seem even yes, taller. He, he like, look, and he's got that very distinctive face with the kind of like he's a little jug-eared, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's really great. And his comedic timing is so phenomenal. One thing I'll note for this all the men employees, and I think this is a really interesting little nugget. All the male mm-hmm. employees in Wendy's are stoked that he's bubbling with them at the Wendy's. And there are a couple female employees, including one who is a totally standout presence. Her name's Catherine Feeney, who are just like, on their, he's on their last nerve. <laughs> and I love, but it's such a great dynamic, but it is a little bit, it does sort of make me wonder why they set it up where like the men are all excited uh-huh. about it. And like, you know, plenty yeah. of women love basketball. Sure. I mean, not me personally, right, right, right. but other women. <laughs> right, right. Do you think there's actually a woman out there who knows more about basketball than me? <laughs> so explain to me who Reggie Miller is again. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> Wait, <we> just... <laughs> okay, so let's just start this. This is the, what I believe is the first one. It's certainly the first one I saw. Um, and we're, by the way, we're going to get back to Kenny Smith here. But we have Reggie Miller unpacking all of his boxes in his in his like childhood bedroom set, and he's looking for his bobblehead. And the, we sort of mm-hmm. hear him in the background asking for his bobblehead while these Wendy's employees kind of narrate the scene. <laughs> Has anyone seen my Reggie Miller bobblehead? You'll never believe it. Reggie Miller is moving into the Wendy's I work at. Look down there. He says he's here for March Madness, but he definitely chose us for the breakfast. Hello? My bobblehead! <laughs> the tournament doesn't start for like a week. Found it! It's going to be a long march. Choose wisely. Choose In the end, he found his bobblehead, and he's just bobbling his own head while oh, he's so playing funny. with his own bobblehead. That's really good. Is it Wait, that? Go I got to ask you, Andrew, yeah. have you ever done that with your bobblehead? <laughs> no. Our bobbleheads, I'm scared they're going to break. There's, I don't think that they're <laughs> of the same quality that Reggie Miller's is. No offense to American public media. Um, but but uh, is it that woman that we see at the end who's like really eye-rolly that yeah. stands out to you? So the woman who who's has the last uh, line as the employee, um, she's identified as Catherine uh, Wendy's employee. And as far as I can tell, and it's not easy to find out who she is, is she's an actress named Catherine Feeney. Um, I did find her demo reel. She's got she's been on like there's like a Julio Iglesias uh, sitcom that she's has like a recurring role on. She plays a lot of like waitresses and bartenders. Um, I think she's very underused. I was I was disappointed to see in her demo reel that the male characters who she's talking to have all of the great punch great, but have mm-hmm. all of the punchlines. Mm-hmm. 
and she's reduced to like either flirting with them or just kind of teeing up their punchlines. And I think she's so good in this. Like, mm-hmm. I think she should. Um, she has. She really stands out in this ad to me. And Nick, I have, as you may or may not know, um, I sort of have like a a little hobby of trying to spot real talent in commercials, and then I like root for them to become bigger <laughs> stars. I love that. No, I agree with you because this this ad campaign is kind of shot like an episode of Modern Family yes. with the testimonials and whatnot, and it's a Julie Bowen esque performance here. Like she's a star in her own right. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And also, noticeably, they do say March Madness, so they must have an, an official corporate sponsorship. Yeah, you know right? what? I didn't catch that, but you're right. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so we have another one here. Same campaign. Mm-hmm. Still Reggie Miller, right? Yeah, this is still just Reggie Miller. Okay. Um, and so it's just another one where um, I forget. I think it's just sort of it's sort of like extending the premise. Okay, so he's still in the same location. Looks like he's still wearing his pajamas. By the way, are you ever going to put on some? He does actually put on something else in the final one. Oh, good. Spoiler alert, Genevieve. Come on. <laughs> so Reggie Miller moved into the Wendy's I work at. It's awesome. Wait, hold on. Can I go back one second? Sure. Um. Oh, th- it's interesting. Now Reggie's bubble is in Orlando, Florida. Did you notice that? Um, you're the, right. It does. So his bubble it. is moving around, even though it looks exactly like the same exact set. But they just slate this as Orlando. Oh, did the other was the other one slated differently? Indiana, yeah. Oh, interesting. Why would you put him in two different Wendy's? Any insight on that, Nick? Well, you know these chain restaurants. They try to make things as consistent as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure because you said he played for the Pacers, right? So that makes sense that he was in, Indi- in Indiana in the first one. But now suddenly they're taking the same exact set and specifically slating on the screen that it was Orlando. So I wasn't sure if he had any yeah, Orlando makes connections. No sense. I think that the location is important because the NBA had their bubble oh. uh, in 2020 in Orlando, Florida. Sure, yes. And then the Indiana one is because he played for Indiana. Yeah. You're That's right. interesting. But okay. it is very weird to me that they would um, sort of split the difference there. Yeah, I just looked ahead, speaking of spoilers, to the third one, and he's back in Indianapolis in that one. I also wonder, is there hmm. any chance that they change that based on market where it airs? But I find that hard to believe. Right, is, are people in certain geos seeing yeah. one or the other? I don't think so. I don't think, yeah, because it would be weird to see one that said Cleveland or <laughs> Seattle or something. <laughs> that would you be know. weird. Okay, Santa anyway. Fe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's start this one over. So Reggie Miller moved into the Wendy's I work at. It's awesome. Reggie's nice. I would leave, but I can tell how much they love having me here. (laughs) Did you know I scored eight points in only nine seconds? Yes, Reggie. You tell me all the time. I'm starting to think we made the breakfast too good. (laughs) (laughs) Breakfast in bed. I love it here. I may never leave. Hustle in and make this Wendy's breakfast. <laughs> These are really good. I don't think I'd seen that one before. Yeah, uh, I really enjoy that one too. And you get the two again. That dynamic of like the male employee is super stoked, and then you have Catherine, our hero, uh-huh. who's like, "Yeah, you tell me every day about your uh, your eight points in three seconds." And then the the other actress who looks vaguely familiar. I think she might be someone I've seen around. Um, saying maybe we made the breakfast too good. Yeah, right. And she's a little bit, she's a little less outwardly aggressive towards him or yeah. passive aggressive towards him. Yeah. Um, okay, now here, this final one, we're going to see an old friend. Yes. Yeah, so now we're, he's still in the, uh, now he's back in the Indianapolis Wendy's <laughs> somehow, magically. Um, and he gets it's like Game of Thrones. How did he get there so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> so he sent a raven, right, from Indianapolis. And, then, and the raven, like an email. I don't arrived. know if you're doing this joke for me, but I love it. <laughs> I kind of am. 
<laughs> it's good to know your audience. If I can get a chuckle out of you, I'll try. Uh, he's in his Wendy's, and of course it's a bubble, so he can't, you know, let anybody in. And he, they get a knock on the window. Or I think, actually, I think we start with Catherine explaining uh, what's about to happen. Okay. Reggie Miller chose to bubble at Wendy's so he could wake up with the official breakfast of March Madness. I always go for three. Reggie, let me in. Kenny Smith chose somewhere else. You know I can't break the bubble, Kenny. Oh, you're serious? You're not going to let me in? This is my Wendy's. This is everybody's Wendy's. Beat it. I made a mistake. I made the wrong choice. We really uh. going to go through this? <laughs> Stop, Reggie, stop. Choose wisely. So when when Reggie says, I'm sorry, when Kenny says we're really going to go through this, that's when uh, Reggie is doing the choke sign. He's making the choke sign at him through the window. And it's very clear that Kenny Smith is holding a bag that is supposed to be like a McDonald's bag. I made the wrong choice. Yeah, and it's a a very janky looking rough. Uh, simulacrum of a McDonald's Actually, bag. is it? And, and I don't think it was at McDonald's or, was it, or Burger King. It might be Burger, Burger King. King. Yeah, it's like a red way. and yellow stripe, mm-hmm. which I think sort of picks at both of them. But yeah, and again, I, well, you mentioned that in her sizzle reel, uh, Catherine Feeney wasn't kind of getting the good lines. Well, she's definitely, like you say, standing out in this one. Yeah. So he, he, he says, I always go for three. That's a joke. I didn't really, he's holding all three of their main breakfast sandwiches, mm-hmm. which I, I got to get on that uh, honey butter chicken thing. That looks Have so good. Have you tried good. this, Nick? I haven't tried that. I, I don't actually know where to find a Wendy's around here, um, but I have regrettably developed a taste for uh, Chick-fil-A's breakfast sandwich. Uh, yeah. Yes. Just, just offset I mean, it with Texas, the, they'll get you. Just offset it. With, I, I go to Chick-fil-A um, sometimes, and when I do, I offset my purchases with a donation to a cause that supports uh, LGBTQ or abortion services. Mm-hmm. Um, you... Chick-philanthropy, and I think of that term literally every time I have Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's, it's, how the, it's how we can all enjoy their delicious, argu- you know, inarguably delicious chicken sandwiches um, and also make the world a better place. I've been hearing about Chick-fil-A f- ever since I started dating Genevieve 20 years ago. I did not have it until our first trip down to Georgia, which was several years into our relationship, yeah. I believe. But like... I can't believe that your head didn't just explode when Nick specifically pointed out the breakfast sandwich there because that was your jam, right? Like the the Chick Fil A mm-hmm. breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, and I I strongly That's the closest thing you have to a religion. Uh yeah. I, well, you know, let's slow our roll. I, I don't go that often, but I, it is very good. But I mean, if let's say this, like if Wendy's is doing something that is on par, which I doubt, but if Wendy's is on par. I'd love to support Wendy's. I actually think they're a better corporation. Yeah, probably. Genevieve is like the perfect consumer for what's happening in fast food right now. They're trying to capture the people who wish they could go to Chick-fil-A and still feel good about it. There's Mm -hmm. chicken sandwiches everywhere now. The chicken sandwich wars. And breakfast sandwiches are also getting better. The chicken sandwich wars are insane. And the McDonald's chicken sandwich that they're trying to promote now um, is such a direct uh, shot at the at the signature chicken sandwich of Chick-fil-A, right? Of the original Completely. fried chicken. And they're really trying to sell you on the idea that it's it is uh indistinguishable. I I mean, I've had a lot of fried chicken sandwiches from other fast food places and no one's ever captured what Chick-fil-A does. It's cuz I think they I, I think it's cuz they do it in pickle brine. I think that's like what they marinate it in. That's the thing, like the meat of it, like the brining of it is what makes it better and we're getting way off topic now. Um but I did want to point out one other uh, detail that I liked when Kenny Smith is holding his bag is that there's huge grease stains at the yeah. bottom of it. 
which just looks so gross and un, like unappealing. Mm-hmm. I also think Kenny Smith gets a pretty good joke in this, which is it's everybody's Wendy's. Mm-hmm. He says, this is my Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Reggie Miller says, this is my Wendy's. And he goes, it's everybody's Wendy's. Yeah, I actually think he's better in this than he was in those two solo Corona ads for sure. Right? As standing out. Better in an ensemble. Yes. Right. <laughs> Always. Exactly. That's the lesson. Nick, you mentioned in a text message uh, earlier today to me that I think, if I have this right, the only TV you've been watching has been basketball. And so are you just seeing these? And are there any other commercials that we might be missing as a, a non-basketball family? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that you asked me to talk about these in particular because the only live TV that I watch these days is basketball. So I happen to have seen both of these ad campaigns. <laughs> if you'd have asked me like a football-related one, I wouldn't have known because all I watched was like part of the Super Bowl and then I took a nap this year. Yeah. Um, well, you still that, were able to get to Gruden but, before me, so... Yeah, but that is that was That's the true. kind of Super Bowl it was. It was a real nap fest. Yeah, no, it, it fully was. And the ads weren't even that good either. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, there's there's other ones that pop up when you're watching basketball games that are really strange. And one in particular, it just makes me uncomfortable every time. There's a Mountain Dew ad where it's Bob Ross painting a Mountain Dew bottle. And then he reaches for it and he's acting just like Bob Ross. But we all know that, rest in peace, Bob Ross is dead now so it's some weird like ai imaging trickery that's making it happen and i don't know who got paid what in order to make this legal for mountain dew to do but it makes me very uncomfortable every time i see it i'm like i I don't want bob ross telling me mountain dew this doesn't seem like a bob ross thing yeah i got it here it is true because mountain dew you just think of as like extreme yeah and it's like it's like there are stoners and and brohams and all that and here you just have that well stoners make sense because i do think that bob ross's old shows which are now available streaming i want to say netflix one one of those those. main services um i think there's a timeless quality to them or, or at least maybe i should say that maybe not timeless it's very much of a of an era but i feel like younger generations often of stoners kind of rediscovered and gravitated towards it as just something calming to have on in the background kind of as part of the slow tv movement so they're taking advantage of that but yeah the the fact that the mountain dew kind of like oh i'm either going to jump out of an airplane with a snowboard attached to my feet (laughs) which is like a real timely (laughs) reference by me or we're going to watch bob ross so let's take a listen to this This is a quick 15 second commercial then i have a few uh, dazzling details about it how about we add some happy little droplets Sometimes in life you get a little thirsty, and when a refreshing opportunity comes along, you can just... Shoot, that's good. So what happens there is as he gets done painting the Mountain Dew bottle into one of his like usual like kind of winter landscapes, he then pulls it physically out of the painting and takes a big slug off of it, which and is, it is a pretty com- evocative. It is a pretty... Uh, makes me want a Mountain Dew. Well, yeah, and it is a pretty... Um convincing deep fake if that's what it is yeah and so you saw at the bottom of it and i this is not the version that's running anymore but um at first when this commercial was running in that an old 1980s style uh chiron at the bottom it says paint with bob 12 p.m eastern on march 6th 2021 and they really did that and it's online now it was a youtube event and it's a full 45 minute show of painting with bob ross and what i think they did here was up until like the 26 minute mark it's i think it's just a bob ross special or show just a just old footage yes and then that you can tell that the audio changes a tiny bit when they start punching in some new footage and new audio and he kind of 
uh, takes his little knife thing and picks apart a little piece of the paint on the painting he just made and peels it back and it's in the perfect shape of a, a Mountain Dew bottle. Mm-hmm. Then he spends the rest of the special painting in that Mountain Dew. Yeah, I mean, that's very again. that's very much in keeping with how that what? show worked in the sense that there was often like he would he would paint the thing and then he would pull off whatever tape he was having. Oh, I didn't having know that. It oh, was okay. around it. So you'd have like a perfect oval. And oh, okay. Appear. I mean, it's, it, it speaks to the experience of watching that show where there's like a very satisfying feel, you know, the satisfying feel of pulling off a plastic cover on something. Yes. So I didn't realize that. I thought they were just being wacky in the commercial. So that's actually... Again, something sort that he of did. canon or or whatever. It's, it's a it's a it's an, it evokes a feeling that the show gave you. And I agree. Like Nick, I this also gives me a bad feeling because my relationship to that show is a lot of nostalgia. I mean, I watched it like people my age remember watching it when it was new, and it was always a it was always a pleasant um, sort of surprising pleasure in your day if you happened to catch it on. You know. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it now? Yeah, it kind of presents like an alternate present or alternate future where eventually the show would have had some type of corporate sponsorship maybe mm-hmm. and like moved off of PBS and onto a streaming channel or he something did, did, and he would be painting. He, he did, did license, he do that? Well, he licensed his his um, face and head to Chia Pet because you could get a Chia Bob Ross when he was still alive. Right. That seems much more on brand. Yes, though, yes. Than that, that feels more to authentic <laughs> to his character. I agree. I would take one of those, by the way. I had a chia pet, but I don't even know what it was. It was a ram, I think. Like my parents, <laughs> I always wanted a chia pet, right? And, and your parents, parents like, what, what speaks to Andrew? What's right. Andrew's sort of like? Let what me, evokes Andrew? Let the me most? look that up. I, and by the way, I do want to give you some answers as to what exactly is going on with that Bob Ross uh, Mountain Dew commercial. But chia pet had so many different animals, and I got a ram. And don't get me wrong, like I was happy yep there it is i was happy um to have any chia pet obviously as any young man would <laughs> right. but i just felt like the the ram was it's kind spring of and a young man's thoughts turn to chia pets <laughs> it's, a, it's a truth universally acknowledged <laughs> that a young man in want of a watering can uh no wait i messed that up all right so anyway a little bit of details uh thanks to our friends at ad age and when i say friends at ad age i mean i got to read my one article a month to get you these answers nick um <laughs> good that was a good one to thank you yeah, i'll read this directly according to a mountain dew spokesperson ross was recreated via cgi with an actor whose body structure and demeanor resemble his and use that's prosthetics. a weird that's a weird casting call does your demeanor re- yes. does your demeanor resemble bob ross how many shows in a row am i gonna have to use this word that i literally cannot pronounce prosthetic prosthetics and a wig then the cgi and face mapping was then used for mouth replacement and augmentation of the face and body double to to match that of Ross and a real painter certified by the Bob Ross Foundation <laughs> did all the painting. <laughs> the spot teases a quote full episode of Paint with Bob that aired on YouTube where the resurrected Ross shows viewers how to make the I don't like painting. that word. No, I don't either. The um, wider campaign appears to involve a paint giveaway and a charity auction. So I, they clearly tried to sweeten the deal a little bit or try to make it slightly less gross by bringing in some sort of a charity, I take it. But, I mean, basically, the, the someone with the estate of Bob Ross had yeah, a payday. Yeah, cashed in, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it bothers me as much as it bothers you guys, but I also didn't – I don't have, like, a real emotional connection to Bob. I don't, I don't think I watched it much. I think I had too short of attention span. I feel an emotional connection to Bob Ross. When he died, it was – I was surprised by the blow that it mm-hmm. felt like. And I, 
he sort of I didn't without quite realizing it he had become kind of a a little bit important and his he just put this energy into the world and you know I'm, I'm not woo woo at all but mm-hmm. he really put an energy into the world that made it feel like a better place you're not a crystal licker I'm not a crystal licker <laughs> I, I, wow. I don't know I don't know exactly what that means but I can confidently say I'm not. I thought it might have been this show. On one of the podcasts recently, somebody wrote in to say, basically, I'm not a woo-woo person. And then she put in parentheses, in my family, we call them crystal liquors. Hell yeah. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, I am just looking for excuses to keep you on the line before we move on and say goodbye once again. Uh, I'm so sick of saying goodbye to you, Nick Jarin. Is there any other? <laughs> are there any other commercials um, kicking around that you want us to talk about before we say goodbye? You know, that's all I had off the top of my head. But now that I know I have an open line to you, I'm just going to shoot you all of my NBA ad break ideas that I have now. Dude, Literally yes. anytime. Literally anytime. You're always welcome. Well, first of all, we can also talk off the podcast. I mean, it's <laughs> less fun. I, uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> always be creating content. Um, no, but yeah, and of course, on the show, um, you're always welcome. And Rosen as well, if we want to try to do a four-person show again. It's always fun to have you both on. That would be cool. Thanks for having me. All right, Nick. Thank you so much. Um, And also, we did ask before the show if you had any projects you're working on or if um, people can follow you on social media. And I believe we landed on just leave Nick Jarn alone. Yes. So don't follow (laughs) him. I mean, (laughs) don't bother him. People can follow me on Twitter. I I have like, I moved everything to private just because I was, um, it was a weird pandemic here. So I moved everything to private. But if people want to follow me on Twitter, I do tweet about uh, basketball and nerdy things and whatnot. I'm at Nick Jarin. And just to be clear, you said nerdy things. For a second, I thought you said dirty things. Yeah, I was like, ooh, the, the, no it, wonder it's private. The uh, Yeah, the line got a little fuzzy there. So yeah, to reiterate, that is nerdy with an N. Um, yeah. But yeah, nerdy at, with an N. At N-I-C-K-J-A-R-I-N, right? That is correct. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Great to talk to you. Talk to you later. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Nick Jarn is so smart. He is one of our smartest friends. He really is. Yeah. He's so good at just connecting the dots on things. Yes. He starts talking about... He should how, have a podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Every time I talk to him on one of my podcasts, I always think, okay, do you just want to take over this podcast? Because I'm clearly a fraud. Anyway, love that guy. Uh, now, let's check in with the ad council. Now, I'm dying to get to these, what are you calling? Michelibs. Michelibs. <laughs> yeah. Where people had some fun with the Michelob uh, commercial, the ridiculously angering Michelob uh, commercial. Yeah. But before we get to that, though, um, you also have something here about Pepsi and Peeps. Yeah, this is from listener David. I wanted to say thank you, David, for bringing this to my attention. Pepsi uh, is doing a a gimmicky marketing thing this spring. Uh, They have partnered with Peeps. Um, I think most of us know they're the little pink, yellow, or blue uh, marshmallow bunny rabbits or, Mm -hmm. or chicks. They're kind of divisive, right? A lot of people don't like them, but other people can fetishize them. Yeah, I would say they are highly fetishized. Um, you know, they're extremely sweet. I mean, they're a marshmallow that's coated in powder, in or mm-hmm. in like crystallized sugar. I like, I can eat like one peep a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, for that one, that one peep a decade is delicious. And then the second one is disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I fall on the, mm-hmm. on the peeps continuum. Can we do a whole show on them and call it peep show? 
<laughs> that actually probably be a good title. We've got a lot of good title options today. Um, no, so Pepsi is doing this very gimmicky thing with Peeps. Um, Pepsi times Peeps is how they're or Pepsi x peeps pepsi oh y yeah peeps. that's been kind of you know ever since like you had um kind of mashup culture with music yeah that's how that's often represented right so. but i don't know how to say it because of right. obviously i am an old, an old i think it's times times <laughs> it's a time symbol <laughs> it's pepsi times peeps that's right well uh i literally don't know how to say it better so i'm gonna do that um this is this is from uh i don't know if this is like the press is essentially the press release i think it was covered somewhere else um Pepsi and Peeps, two iconic brands, have come together to create a beverage that combines, and I love oh, this no. phrasing. How the, did I not see this coming? The oh, crisp no. taste of Pepsi Cola with the sweet flavor of Peeps Marshmallow. Excuse oh, no. me, but the taste of Pepsi is also sweet. Of the two, Coke and Pepsi, not even talking diet here, just Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. Pepsi has a reputation for being the more syrupy one, I correct? find it to be more okay. syrupy. I think it has less uh, of a carbonated bite uh i find it to be very syrupy i mean the thought of making it sweeter with yeah. the peeps flavoring is i mean it's a little revolting i don't me. know what i thought was coming but i assumed it was going to be like maybe a pepsi flavored peep which that doesn't sound great but better, better a yeah. lot better right? sign me up for that it should have gone the other way it should yeah. have been pe- peeps times pepsi <laughs> Um, I, I'm not joking. I yeah. think that would be great. So you can't buy this drink, by the way. Oh, They're not good. selling. Oh, good. You can only win it. Oh. They are um, seven and a half ounce, the little cans. Mm-hmm. And they come in a box um, and they're each like colored. There's like a yellow, a pink and a blue. You know, the, the colors of the peeps. Um, they're not available in stores. So you have to win it. So mm. you can you have to uh, post photos of yourself, obviously, on Twitter, Instagram, Um enjoying springtime with uh peeps using peeps the the chicks um and probably i'd throw a pepsi in there i mean it doesn't say you have to do that but sure i mean you should it'd probably mm-hmm. be safer to uh make sure you tag at pepsi and use either hashtag hanging with my peeps mm-hmm. or hashtag pepsi sweepstakes uh to win a limited sh- limited edition three pack it, there are 10 grand prizes which is a collector's package which I don't know. Like maybe the peeps have signed it or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, these things will be a collector item. So if you get one, do hang on to it, I think. Um, but I mean, I wonder if this play, I mean, we have this kind of shit all the time, but there is something bubbling up in the culture during the second half of this pandemic where people are leaning into exclusivity and collecting so much more. Well, right. right. I mean, we're seeing it with, it's happening with like baseball. We've talked about this, I think maybe just in our personal life, but like, yeah, um, the, the sort of. You can't Con- get baseball cards the anywhere anymore. Of, because, base, yeah. of like collector culture and like non fungible tokens mm-hmm. is creating some weird culture that um, I don't understand and I don't care to find <laughs> out. <laughs> it is to definitely para- to paraphrase the late great Jessica Walter. Yeah, it's um, it is people are looking to make everything an investment in the future, and when everything becomes that, everything then becomes is. less valued. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, wow, but I that actually is would, something. but. Uh, in all seriousness, if you do manage to get one of these, uh, tuck it away somewhere. I guess. I mean, also try it, right? Do like, just take a sip. Like, but let you, us know. it loses its value when you take it out of the box. It's not gonna. Who cares? Just it's, tell us. Somebody win this, and then 
It's going to be like. vile. Um, is there a commercial to go along with this? Well, there is, but I wanted to talk about a couple of other things related to this. Um, this, first of all, per uh, as David wrote on the Facebook group, how do they not call these peepsy? <laughs> and I totally, and he's not the only, like all over right, social right, media, people course. have like put this together. It's right, he says, it's right there staring them in the face. Why didn't they call it peepsy? Is it yeah. just the association of the word pee? Maybe, I maybe. Think, that's dumb. I think I'll bet can, you it was rejected. We can handle it. Uh, I also said if you're it's not, also you're selling a, a a liquid a beverage called I guess so, but we live in a we live in a time of poopsy unicorns and games that involve mm. catching a loose turd. I mean, like what? Oh, we're too good to say peepsy. Mm-hmm. Come on, we are not too we're not too good for anything. Milk, milk, lemonade around the corner. The peepsy's, peepsy's made. made. <laughs> I think it's milk, milk. Peepsy right. around the corner. <laughs> I, I lost it there. Yeah, okay. yeah. We don't have to it. explore that any further. Um, I also said if you're not going to call it Peepsy, at least have it be hashtag Pepsi Peepsteaks. Sure, yes. That seems like a really obvious Yeah, place. what's up with that? Um, there is an... Uh, oh, I did want to read this. This is from the takeout because this mm-hmm. obviously... This is not anything except Pepsi getting a bunch of earned media, yeah, right? Course. I mean, that's the whole point. And now they got on this show like... I mean, yeah, mission accomplished. Um, this is from the takeout. I think it's hilarious. They did not. They take a dim view of this collaboration. Peep infused Pepsi is the latest in a bizarre string of Pepsi innovations, which we've reported on in the course of the last six months. At this point, it seems like Pepsi's marketing execs accidentally locked themselves in a conference room with a bunch of flavor scientists. Maybe they've had to subsist on nothing but Pepsi for six months, leaving them to gnash their teeth and tear their lab coats while they scream out new flavor possibilities in a sugary stupor. Mm. Please, someone, let them out. Because this is actually in response to not just the peep-flavored Pepsi, but mango-flavored Pepsi, which is a new thing. Oh, that doesn't sound bad because the the diet – wasn't there mango-flavored Diet Coke that had that really bizarre Super Bowl commercial we loved? Right. Diet Coke did those tall, skinny cans um, that they did like mango and like a spicy cherry one, I think, and a – uh, a cup like a maybe like a ginger lime. I thought the mango was pretty good. Yeah, honestly. yeah, and it, there was like that kind of cute skinny girl dancing mm-hmm. in her like mango colored pants. I yes. want to say in a very simplistic stripped down um, Super Bowl commercial. Yep. Two Super Bowls, three th- Super Bowls ago. A while ago, yeah. So what's this commercial all about? Is it worth watching? Well, we'll we'll have we'll watch it. It's just going to be music. But I looked for, like I said, this is all about Pepsi getting attention through earned media so they don't i haven't seen any ads for this in the wild i haven't seen any commercials for it but they do have you know a very bare bones commercial for it which is just a can of pepsi sitting in a boundless void um while a a peep an anime like a peep is stop motion jumps around it and then when the peep jumps into the can i'm telling you all this because you're just Mm -hmm. not you're just gonna hear music Mm -hmm. when the peep jumps into the can the scene around the pepsi can uh, balloons or blossoms into like a animated peep colored uh, landscape. Interestingly, or uh, maybe you'd categorize this as not interestingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see the, you have a YouTube link to this commercial and it's not from Pepsi itself. It's from my old hometown NBC station, WKYC Channel 3 in Cleveland. That's I don't know why they're hosting that's this. That's what on I mean. Like page. everything about this is Pepsi. I mean, this is a video created by Pepsi, mm-hmm. but everything about this whole story is Pepsi getting news outlets to carry this to do the carry the water for them or to carry the peepsy for them <laughs> let's take a listen Got a little yellow bunny shaped peep it does kind of make me want to peep i'm not gonna lie yeah i'm not joking either 
Oh yeah, you, then you see this this peep landscape. You kind of want to eat everything in this, and I don't even like peeps that much. Yeah, but it is the um, the aesthetic of the peep is yeah, strong. I love that can. And the can the the branding is gorgeous. I it's, actually love this. Yeah, I mean, the, I the will say colors. like I have no complaints with the branding here. I think they are absolutely brilliant to to capture the turquoise yellow and pink that is yeah. associated with the peeps. And then to, to wrap it into the Pepsi branding, yeah. that's really cool. So um, just a reminder, uh, as we get into our uh, little Mad Libs section of the Ad Council, um, you set this up at the beginning of the show, Genevieve, but just a, a quick recap here. Listener Brian sent in this uh, email um, last week. Uh, with a commercial attached to it and this apoplectic note. The <laughs> writing in this commercial is so goddamn lazy. I love the old manness of the oh, phrase. Yeah. The writing in this commercial is so for goddamn the, so lazy. So the listeners know, even before we started recording, Andrew just sat here for a few minutes reading Brian's message <laughs> about how goddamn lazy the writing is out loud to me and himself. It's so Bob Which we've Odenkirk-y. already heard it. Isn't it Bob Odenkirk? Yes. Like, so goddamn lazy <laughs> that it just stopped what I was doing and complained to somebody about it it's so dumb it makes no sense am i losing my mind again the commercial in case you want to hear it one more time we see extreme close-ups of a Michelob bottle that it has you know little chunks of ice on it but also it's perspiring and the the camera focuses on the rivulets of uh, water dripping down the bottle If sweat is your body's natural way of cooling itself down, then condensation is a beer's natural way of saying, drink me. I don't think that I don't think any of that holds up. Um, I would say the writing is so goddamn lazy. Yeah. So you had a brilliant idea during the show. You said we'll turn it into a, lab, a Mad Lib style game. If blank is your body's way of blank, then blank is your beer's way of blank. Right. What did people come up so with? So I posted this to the Facebook group. We this got some so great good. got some great this entries is so good, here. Genevieve. You've had a lot of good ideas. But this is so good. <laughs> Um, okay, so I want to read uh, some of these entries because these are so fun, and I, I love them. Uh, I want to start with Meryl's because Meryl it just goes straight, you know, straight to the science, right? Mm-hmm. Meryl's like, what, you know, what are we trying to solve for here in the lab? And she says, uh, if sweat is your body's way of interacting with heat, then cons- condensation is your cold beer's way of interacting with warm, humid air. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Best I could do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's great. I uh, mm-hmm. can't, can't argue with the science. I'm purposely I mean... not reading along with these, by the way. I want to skip ahead, <laughs> but you were reading some of these to me. Like, I think I was in a different room and you were yelling them out to yeah, me the other day. So and good. I was dying. Okay, this one I love. This is from Corinne. This, to me, embodies the truest... Uh, spirit of Mad Libs because what was Mad Libs when you were a kid but like a chance to put like naughty words in into mm, sentences pee, right poop. pee and poop yep uh, peepsy and poopsy yes um, so this is Corinne if monkey is your body's way of farts <laughs> then booger is your beer's way of butthole that is which is that is very in the spirit just of just really right in this and she says uh, you're in the back seat of an <laughs> Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme you're in like hour two and a half of oh, the road trip yeah absolutely and it's, it's, it's buttholes yeah. galore yeah absolutely uh, Corinne says why yes I did raise three children why do you ask um, okay I like I love this one this is Judy 
If exhaling is your body's way of sighing, then bubbles are your beer's way of giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually think is great. And I would have never opened a beer without thinking my beer's giggling. I love it. These are just so good, you guys. So good. I want to do this game every week now with something. Uh, This is Anna. That's really good. If sneezing is your body's way of expelling nasal irritants, then the of a beer being opened is a beer's way of saying, hey, come here. Let me soothe you. like a little creepy yeah it is. like your beer's a little bit of a molester maybe? it's like that time um that yeah, let me chastise i was <laughs> i was working at kcrw and i i know you know this tape well Veeves, but um alec baldwin was doing a bunch of um interviews for i think the, a season of his podcast or something along the lines of that and uh and our host, you know, you're, you're kind of you get on a line and he's somewhere else. And you can kind of hear him wrapping up another interview. And then he turns his attention to us. And our host, Madeline Brand, uh, says, oh, hey, thanks for joining us. And she says something like, you know, what kind of how are you doing? What kind of day are you having or something? And Baldwin says this, this is like the, our very first interaction with him. What kind of a day am I having? God, I love that you asked that and the way you asked it. It's like I was sleeping and you tiptoed into a bedroom and you woke me up. You were like, hello. That, that's how you begin a conversation with that Alec Baldwin. That is why Alec Baldwin can punch whoever he wants. <laughs> See, I and I'll never stop loving him. Yet I could have seen you go the other way on no that. No way. You too, know I'm in the bag for Baldwin. Because you can sort of also see him just being exhausted. Oh, I'm sure he is exhausting. <laughs> I'm sure he and I, one of us would punch the other yeah, one. Yeah. In, actually, if that, we actually yes. had to spend time together. I'm not saying I think he's a good person. I'm saying I love him. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry I got us um, off topic there. Uh, no, that's fine. I I love the dulcet tones of a <laughs> of an Alec Baldwin. Um, let's see. I did. Uh, let, come here. Let me soothe you. Uh, oh, this is Rosie. If burps are your body's way of emitting excess gas, then foam is your beer's way of saying howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that gets at the spirit of the original yes, it does. in a great way. It, that. that that potentially makes more sense than the Arguably, original commercial. It would be yeah. hard not. It would be hard yes. to make less sense. Yeah. Um, although I think um, beer's way of butthole yeah, takes a run right, at it. Right. Right. Um, this one. Okay. This is the last one, and I. I just. I just love this. This is Ivan. If breath is your body's way of carrying laughter, then bubbles are your beer's way of saying knock knock. <laughs> So good. <laughs> that is so oh my god, you guys, good. you have outdone you yourselves. Guys These are so it. good. Oh my gosh, it's about time you guys finally did something <laughs> for us. You can sell anything. Alright, I don't know if we have any more mad libs for this week, but we'll try to do more of that stuff. Yeah, we'll try to come up with more ways uh, to have some interaction there. That was really fun. Um, and so, and if, and if folks, if you have ideas for similar kinds of games or other mad libs, uh, send them my way. You can post them on the Facebook group. You knock, can... knock. <laughs> knock. No, I have, I have a joke for you. Knock, oh, knock. Who's there? Cargo. Cargo who? No, cargo beep beep. <laughs> I just learned that one recently. That's a good joke. Um, put post to the Facebook group. If you're not a member, come join us. Uh, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail, 
or call us at 607-444-5597. Yeah, I'll say that again, 607-444-5597. If you want to call, maybe sing us a little jingle that's been rattling around your brain or um, tell us anything. Just check in. Just want to make sure you're doing okay. Brian, uh, one of our new listeners, Brian, uh, reminded me recently on Facebook that we once said, after these messages is after your messages. Oh, that's really good. Which is great. And, oh, yeah. And I, totally I, I wanna, so it took I me a second to understand the joke, but <laughs> I got there. Uh, but yeah, so to reiterate, uh, please do get in touch. I love it. All right. Thanks Thanks for also going back and listening to all these shows, Brian, and reminding us of all the brilliant ideas we've had in the past. <laughs> it's really helpful. All right, everybody. Tell your friends to uh, check out the show if they haven't already, and we will talk to you next week. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google. Verizon, they all spice and I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover, you suck like James.